In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth, so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's Church, that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Jubilate is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 40th chapter. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable, he gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the first letter of St. Peter, the second chapter. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, Glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable, if because of conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully, for what credit is it if, when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. 
This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, What is this that he says, a little while? We do not know what he is saying. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Most assuredly I say to you, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. And you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore you now have sorrow, But I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With high delight let us unite in songs of great jubilation. 
Keep pure in heart, all bear your part, seeing Jesus Christ our salvation, to set us free forever he is risen and sends to all earth's ends good news to save every nation. True God, he first from death has burst forth into life all subduing. His enemy doth vanquished lie, his death has been death's undoing, and yours shall be like victory. O'er death and grave, saith he who gave his life for us, life renewing. Let praises ring, give thanks and bring to Christ our Lord adoration. His honor speed by word and deed to every land, every nation. So shall his love give us above from misery and death set free all joy and full consolation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most assuredly, I say to you, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. And you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia, Christ is risen. You have heard it said that hindsight is twenty-twenty. Jesus says much the same to the disciples in the upper room. Sometimes your mind is not quick enough, nor your tongue sharp enough to retort perfectly. It is only after the fact that you prepare that glorious comeback that never will be. Sometimes the school of hard knocks is the only source of a good education for the book smart and the street smart alike. It is only after the fact that things come into focus and lessons are learned not soon to be forgotten. A little while and you will not see me. 
and again a little while, and you will see me, because I go to the Father. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Sometimes you must look backwards to look forward. It is only by hindsight that the eyes of faith are truly opened to the truths of Christ. This is part of the sweet and beautiful irony of the John 16 texts during the post-Easter season. They are texts of foresight within the settings of the Gospels, but within the setting of the church year and her liturgy, they are texts of hindsight. When Jesus speaks these words to his disciples, chronologically, this is during the celebration of the Passover. It is before the betrayal. It is before the crucifixion. And certainly, it is before the resurrection. One can hardly blame the disciples for their confusion. What is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he is saying. The Christ only makes sense in hindsight. The disciples are living proof of that. How open Jesus has been with them about what the Christ must do and suffer, and still they do not understand, because they cannot. He can only be known in hindsight. What he says in the upper room will only make sense on the other side of death, on the other side of the crucifixion. This is evidenced by those very words, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, because I go to the Father. What you miss in English is the confusing little trick Jesus pulls in the Greek. He says the disciples will not see, and then that they will see. Simple enough. But those two words for seeing are different from one another. There is the before seeing, which is more of a spectator's gaze, seeing what Jesus looks like, but not seeing any further beyond the surface. It is shallow sight, a gawking blank stare. This is contrasted with the after-seeing which with, with which they will look at Jesus. That is hindsight. It is a deep sight, not seeing simply what Jesus looks like, but what he is like. It is the kind of sight that brings true knowledge, and with that knowledge, joy. It is the sight that transcends all sorrow, despair, and suffering in this life, because with that sight comes hope. Jesus alone knows what comes. The disciples only know that Jesus tells them they will have sorrow, and then that they will have joy after their sorrow. But oh, what glorious sight is given them after the resurrection, for they see the salvation of God. They see the love of God, and they see the hope of all mankind. You, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You 
brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. Within the church year, you benefit from living in hindsight. It is now your glorious privilege to stand on that other side and hear Jesus' words to the disciples and to understand now what they did not then, but did soon in hindsight. Today is an invitation to participate in the new joy of creation on the new day that can only come from the dawn of understanding on the other side. The joy that comes after the sorrow of the disciples is yours to hold. Hence the words of the introit. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth, alleluia. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious, alleluia. The point is not, nor has it ever been, a chronologically accurate retelling of the post-resurrection events, but instead a participation in the post-resurrection sight and its transcendent joy. Jesus gives hope in foresight and in hindsight. Your position is unique because you live in foresight with the benefits and blessings of hindsight. You have the same hope as them who have not seen, yet you also have the confidence in hope of ones who have seen, because you have been given a foretaste of what is to come. Now you know the truth that St. Peter speaks of, that this world, this life, these experiences are all transitory. They come and they go. They are not the fullness, for something yet greater comes. Therefore, as ones redeemed by Christ the crucified and given new sight, new hope, and new joy, you are set apart from the rest of the world. You are sojourners and pilgrims, marching on your merry way to something better but this land in which you pilgrim is treacherous. It is filled with sorrow and with suffering and with pain. Furthermore, as Job writes, the life of man upon earth is warfare and his days are like the days of a hireling. Similarly, does Jesus say, most assuredly I say to you that you will weep and lament but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. The words of Jesus are eternal. They preach this reality as the hope of hindsight to those who have yet to reach the glory still to come. The transformation from the old life of man's death to the new death of Christ for man's life is a type of the Red Sea crossing for you. It is the crossing over from sorrow to joy, from despair to hope. 
jubilate is the meaning of the Christian life. This is what the resurrection of Jesus means for you who now live in the 21st century America. And there is much over which to despair to those of this new life. But you must not. Despair is the giving up of hope. And if Christ is your hope, despair is truly giving up Christ, stopping up your ears to his words that joy is just around the corner. Neither must you, in a loss of hope, assume that nothing matters and thereby give in to all manner of fleshly lusts and passions. That behavior is to the new man what the daily pack of cigarettes is to the old, slow and certain death, the destruction of the self. The promise of Christ is that you are nothing more than women in labor. The church and all creation moan with birth pangs in these end times. If there were nothing greater than these pangs, they would certainly not be worth it. Yet the hindsight of faith is that there is something greater to come. A child is joy greater than the pains, and Christ is the greater joy that destroys the pains. Therefore you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. The great joy of faith in hindsight is the joy of the resurrection. There must be death for there to be resurrection, but now that Christ is raised, his death makes sense, and in fact it becomes beautiful. And your lives as pilgrims, even though they are lives of struggle, are also lives of hope rooted in the resurrection. Jesus rises, and you will too. Jesus makes all things new. Jesus brings the post-pang joy even amidst the pangs by the hindsight that now understands his work on the other side of the cross. This joy of faith and knowledge and new sight and hope permits you to see your circumstances in life, whatever they may be, as nothing more than labor pains. Great, perhaps, in the moment, but soon completed and replaced with joy. But you need not wait for joy. You may have it now, even amidst the sorrow, in the confidence that something greater comes because Jesus, who is crucified, now lives. What comes is greater than anything you can suffer in this life. So suffer all, and have hope, and have faith. And having these, you will have a joy that none can remove from you. For it comes from outside this world, and it looks beyond it 
to him who is its source and its author and its deepest longing. He lives. Sorrows are nothing but a pang. Endure them all with joy and with hope in the resurrection that has given you this blessed hindsight. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the people of God who now participate in the victory of Christ, for a holy fear and awe at the resurrection of Christ, for all fears of death and hell to be dispelled in the triumphant Lamb of heaven, and for loud shouts of praise to our God and Father for his good and gracious will, let us pray to the Lord. For Christ's holy bride, the Church, born of water and of blood from his riven side, the new and beautiful Eve from the new and greater Adam, for a unity within the body knit together by the love and working of Christ, for all bishops and pastors, and for their faithfulness in proclaiming the death and resurrection of Christ according to apostolic tradition and mandate, and for the confession of all Christians to be steadfast and bold even unto death, let us pray to the Lord. For Joseph, our president, Michael, our governor, and all who serve this nation by making and upholding law and good order, for wisdom and integrity to those in power, for kindness and compassion among the peoples, and for concord among all nations, let us pray to the Lord. For an abundance of the beautiful, the good, the admirable, the true, the noble, and the excellent, for true and selfless love toward the neighbor, and for the defense and preservation of all life, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to all war, bloodshed, sedition, and rebellion. For the protection of our great defender against every adversity. For mercy to those enduring want or hardship. For encouragement to the downtrodden, and for aid to the helpless, let us pray to the Lord. For all enemies and persecutors of the faith, for hearts of love and forgiveness that pray as did Christ, Father, forgive them. For the spirit of comfort to dispel all hatred and scorn, that it may not be a poison to the hearts and souls of Christians. For reconciliation among the brethren, for the return of the wayward and erring, and for peaceable lives lived upon the way, let us pray to the Lord. For the touch of the great physician in glorious risen flesh, that he would preserve and heal according to his good pleasure and the humble prayers of his people, for all in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity of body or soul, especially David, Sherry, Shirley, Carl, Shannon, Michael, Jim, Sandy, 
Debbie, Larry, and Tanya. For peace to those near death, and for all who now slumber in death, with thanksgiving for new life and for bodily preservation in the hope of our Lord's resurrection and our own resurrection of the body, let us pray to the Lord. O Christ, our true Passover Lamb, who has taken away the sin of the world by your death, and who by your resurrection has trampled death into the dust of hell's broken doors, permit that on this day we would join in the cries of holy alleluias that transcend all time and space, as your holy Church throughout all ages celebrates the life won by you, the firstborn from the dead. As your holy people gather even now around your altar, give us that true bread from heaven, that being fed with your glorious flesh and blood, we may take into ourselves the glory of your resurrection and be transformed into your image to serve, to praise, and to enjoy you forever in the eternal kingdom. Hear our prayers, even as you do now live, O slain and risen Lord, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 